Welcome back, everyone. I hope you are still doing well. Thank you for coming back and listening to the episode. If you didn't catch us last week when we were talking about profanity, please go ahead and give that a listen. If you are new to the show, my name is Larissa Denise. I am your host. We are here to celebrate poetry of Black, Brown, and Indigenous people who deserve your coins, your attention, your focus, your love, and adoration. So, more than anything, I am here to highlight their work, but also inspire you to keep writing and creating in whatever way is natural for you. This season, we are tackling poems and poets to make you fall in love with poetry. Today's episode is about that quintessential query that all humans face and marginalized folks especially experience in a myriad of ways. Who am I? Or rather, how would I identify myself? I think for most people, this question becomes a crisis in college, and I honestly had some similar experiences. Still figuring it out. TBH. Uh, However, my saving grace was the family I created. Attaching myself to a powerful student ministry led by Black students on campus. Big shout out to every day, every night, always in my heart. One thing that was abundantly clear leaving college and growing into my young adulthood is that I needed new language, new sounds, and new images to express my changing identity. I think often for Black women, this question of when do I become a woman happens so early that as you get older, you start to question like, If I'm changing my idea of what it means to be a woman now, then what was I back then, you know? And I'm sure for men, there's similar expressions, similar feelings, and it's just a part of the way of the world at this point. Poetry is so easy to fall in love with if you take a look at how poets articulate who they are. Norms, constructions, and dichotomies regarding race, gender, preference, geography, sexuality, religion, and so much more are contested with the power of the pen. So maybe you don't have the bandwidth to write a full autobiography like Malcolm X. Who among us, you know? But you can always write about who you are in your poetry. Consider yourself the muse and the architect. Today, We are going to dive into a piece by the one and only June Jordan, a true matriarch of Black poetry. If you don't know her, let me put you on. June Jordan was a poet, activist, journalist, essayist, teacher, and all-around boss chick. If you love contemplating liberation and resistance, then you need to read her works. And I mean need. She was born in Harlem in the late 1930s and grew to play a vital role in the civil rights movement. Her lists of awards barely scratch the surface of her brilliance. Explored through hundreds of poems and works, including 25 major works of poetry, fiction, children's literature, and essays, this woman was right 
ting. Okay, it would take literally hours to fully highlight her legacy. So I think I'll just let her work speak for itself. If you want to learn more about June Jordan, her legacy, and how people are keeping her alive, she has a website. Just go ahead and Google junejordan.net. This piece was dedicated to the poet Agostino Neto, president of the People's Republic of Angola, 1976. It is titled, I Must Be a Menace to My Enemies. One, I will no longer lightly walk behind a one of you who fear me. Be afraid. I plan to give you reasons for your jumpy fits and facial tics. I will not walk politely on the pavements anymore. And this is dedicated in particular to those who hear my footsteps or the insubstantial rattling of my grocery cart, then turn around, see me, and hurry on, away from this impressive terror I must be. I plan to blossom bloody on an afternoon, surrounded by my comrades singing terrible revenge in merciless, accelerating rhythms. But I have watched a blind man studying his face. I have set the table in the evening and sat down to eat the news. Regularly, I have gone to sleep. There is no one to forgive me. The dead do not give a damn. I live like a lover who drops her dime into the phone just as the subway shakes into the station, wasting her message canceling the question of her call, fulminating or forgetful but late and always after the fact that could save or condemn me. I must become the action of my fate. Two, how many of my brothers and my sisters will they kill before I teach myself retaliation? Shall we pick a number? South Africa, for instance, do we agree that more than 10,000 in less than a year, but that less than 5,000 slaughtered in more than six months will? What is the matter with me? I must become a menace to my enemies. Three, and if I, if I ever let you slide, who should be extirpated from my universe, who should be cauterized from earth completely, Law and order jerk-offs of the first, the terrorist, degree. Then let my body fail my soul in its bedeviled lecheries. And if I, if I ever let love go because the hatred and the whisperings become a phantom dictate, I obey in lieu of impulse and realities, the blossoming flamingos of my wild mimosa trees, then let love freeze me out. I must become, I must become a menace to my enemies. Girl. Like, what? <laughs> How dare you, ma'am? What? Oh my gosh, yes, yes. I don't know if you had audible reactions to her writing like me, but that is some poignant writing. 
just a chef's kiss, a national treasure, queen, in all honesty. Her work alone is enough reason to fall in love with poetry. Like, stop the season. That's it. Literally, just, (laughs) that's it. Am I right? Am I exaggerating? I don't care. Okay. There's so much to unpack here, but I just want to share a few questions of reflection that this piece has challenged me to consider about our topic, identity. Who hears your footsteps? Why are they so close? What are you walking in front of? Who are you walking in front of? Who do you terrify? Why? How would you become the action of your fate? How do you fight for people who look like you? And if you choose to not fight for people like you, how are you actively protecting yourself? What role does love play in your liberation? So I know I have taken a lot from this piece and all of its facets, the three different movements of the poem. I hope that you did too. And if you didn't, honestly, my reflection questions should help. But also just read it again because it really does hit. Like it really does smack. Okay. I hope that you have learned a little bit more about the way that June Jordan portrays identity. Um, And one word that I just keep coming back to is menace. It's just the title of the poem, but there's so many different meanings behind the term and what it means for something or someone to be menacing. Uh, It's just, it's a word that kind of haunts you. And I think that's part of why this piece is so gut-wrenching. I love it, love it, love it. Links to more of June's work can be found in the show notes, along with the link to this poem for your viewing pleasure if you head on over to poetryisfreedom.com. And honestly, poetry is truly one of the most compelling forms of self-identification. And I want you to consider defining yourself on your own terms an urgent matter, as in, if your process of determining who you are and who you are not, what you stand for and what you will not stand for is something that you put on the back burner. Girl, guy, dude, person, get it to the front, at the forefront of your mind, at the forefront of your heart. I truly and honestly believe that it is our most important project in life. So please do me a favor grab your tea, put the phone down, and pick up the pen. Keep writing. But before you go. This is a poem I wrote titled Soliloquy or Savior. I am a becoming, undoing, healing, unlearning, maturing black woman. Hyphenated women wear chains around their necks like armor. Approach me with silence. I can only tell you what I feel like, 
not how I'm doing. Stop asking. I arrive when time begins. Don't call me late. We don't stop the world with our hips no more. They lick and twist and flip. I am a becoming, undoing, healing, unlearning, maturing black woman. Believing in God won't make me thin. I prayed for french fries. Listen to my lips when they call your bullshit. My thighs are more than able to survive endlessly. Thank y'all so much for being here. If you want to find all of our information about what happened this week, what I'm still thinking about, what I'm reflecting on, head on over to our Instagram page at Poetry is Freedom. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can find us at Poetry is Free Pod. If you want to follow me, your host, Larissa Denise, on my personal Twitter account, you can find me at Say Larissa Denise. That is S-A-Y-L-A-R-I-S-A-D-E-N-I-S-E. If you want to find where I got my poetry, can I read it again? Oh my gosh, it was so amazing. Go ahead and head over to poetryisfreedom.com. And of course, please leave a review if you loved it. If you hated it, tell me why. I would love to hear all of your thoughts, suggestions, and comments. Y'all have a great day. Freedom.